Welcome to IA Financial Group's In Your Interest podcast, where we aim to share with you the essentials of economic news and its impact on your finances. My name is Ashley, and this week we're going over the economic news with Sebastian McMahon, our Chief Strategist and Senior Economist, and we're also joined by Maxim Ud, Assistant Director and Portfolio Manager for North American Equities and Thematic Investments. In this episode, we explore what caused tech stocks to deflate in 2022, and especially what the future holds for this sector. Many see a significant return to growth coupled with cost control. So hi, Sebastien. Hi, Maxim. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. (laughs) So let's get started, Maxim. Can you tell us about the underperformance of tech stocks during the rate hike? Yes, absolutely. I think before starting there, uh, we need to take a step back and, and really acknowledge that there was a bubble that was created in the tech sector. And by a bubble, I really mean that evaluation for those companies were really through the roof and uh, at, at some point they didn't really make sense and it, it was really reminiscent of the 20 bubbles. Yeah, so t- late 2021, that was kind of the peak of the tech bubble of this you know, recent era. Yes, absolutely. So really 2021 was, was the peak and, and what caused that was really uh, a regime of zero interest rate uh, environment that really uh, brought multiple uh, for the tech sector at, at a really high level. The best example of that is that we saw the rise of a popular EV to sell ratio for valuation. So mm-hmm. EV to sales ratio. So that's a way to value a business to see if it's expensive or not. EV, what's EV? So EV is enterprise value divided by the the sales growth of the company. Okay, so is that something? Is that a ratio that uh, you know that caught on during this period? Or is it something that you used before twenty twenty one? I'd say the popularity of of it really increased during this period, and the reason for it is that most of the new company that were coming to market uh, was not profitable. So you cannot use the, the usual metric that you yeah. Usually, you look at how many, how much dollars of profit they make, but if they don't make profits, your model kind of break down, and that kind of that brings us back to the ni- late nineteen nineties when yep. you had the tech bubble and names like flowers dot com and pets dot com and stuff like that became. All the raven. Then analysts started using new metrics like uh, uh, dollar value, enterprise value per click, or stuff like that. That just disappeared after because it didn't really make sense. Yeah. So you know, when they start using different metrics, usually there is something fishy with valuation. Exactly, it's a, it's a sign of a there's something there. There's a bubble uh, mm-hmm. building on. And the best example uh, you highlighted all those companies that uh, really were new company that didn't make sense. So just in terms of number, uh, 2021-2022 saw an historical uh, high level of new company going public. Uh, we're talking about in 2021, more than 600 companies going public. In, in 2022, more than 1,000. Wow. Uh, historically, it's it's roughly around 150 and 300 companies. So a lot of companies became public. A lot of them were tech companies. Mm-hmm. And most importantly is that those companies... Uh, came public too early and they were not profitable and were not planning to be profitable before 2025, 2027. Mm-hmm. And uh, in tech, there's you know there's Alphabet and there's Meta and there's companies that have huge profitability, but you also have some companies that don't make a dime, you know, or almost don't make a dime. So do you have an example of one company that came out of that that had a strong valuation based on you know nothing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think one of the best examples is Carvana, which was uh, a software company that was, uh, you can go on their website and 
and uh, buy a car or, or ask for a, an evaluation of the car. And, and the evaluation of this company went through the roof, and now we're in a situation in 2023 where the company might go bankrupt. We've talked about interest rates and the valuation of the, the tech stocks. And for us, you know, it makes ample sense. But can you explain to the layman why interest rate movements are so important for tech stocks and more so than, you know, other sectors? Yeah, it, it has to do with the fact that tech stock, some of them are not profitable. And when mm -hmm. I evaluate a company, I will look at their free cash flow that they will generate in the future. So that's the money that's going to be coming in through sales. That's the, the cash flow. Exactly. Okay. That's really the cash that they will generate at the end of the year. Okay. And so uh, when you have a zero interest rate environment, so the cash, the money that you will make in 10 years when you discount it back to today, mm -hmm. the value is still pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you have a, an, an increase in interest rate, this value is, is basically cut in half. Yeah, it, it deflates quickly. So, exactly. so, so when there's inflation, central banks dec decide to raise the leading rate, which uh, raises the five-year, 10-year, 30-year rate. So when the yield curve goes up the, or, or down, the valuation of these businesses because they're so dependent on cash flows that are far in the future tends to fluctuate very quickly. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, you had a lot of companies that were not profitable and were not planning to be and those mm -hmm. were impacted by uh, the rise in interest rate. Uh, but it's also important to highlight that the, the biggest company like Meta, uh, Google, Amazon, uh, those companies also... Uh, Uh, got crushed last year. And one of the reasons is that those companies benefited a lot during the COVID period. Uh, we saw a pull forward in, uh, in migration to the cloud and those companies, which are Titan, were able to grow more than 20% in terms of their revenue growth, mm -hmm. which is super impressive for those, the size of those companies. And, and now when we forward to 2022, those companies had a headwind of that where their revenue growth were slowing down and then you had the raise of interest rate. So overall, the tech sector was down 30% last year. The communication sector, which include Google and Meta, was down 40%. Mm -hmm. So it was really a perfect storm against the sector, I would say, last year. And some of the biggest companies even, they got the syndrome of thinking that the good times will last forever. So yeah. they staffed up and they focused less on profitability. And they were a bit punished by the market and they had to, you know, cut jobs and this is why we see, we saw so many job cuts in tech. Yeah, absolutely. And and we really, really saw a change of tone uh, for those companies uh, at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. The best example is, is Meta and Salesforce. Uh, both companies announced um, mass layoff restructuration of the, the business. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part why we saw a strong outperformance in the, in the sector in the second half of the first quarter. I would argue that the first half was uh, what we would call a junk rally. Mm -hmm. Uh, and was uh, emphasized uh, because there was a lot of short seller in the market. But overall, uh, what we saw is that the focus on profitability for the tech sector right now is putting them in the position where it will be one of the only sector that will be able to grow earning this year even if we are in a slowing economic uh, situation. Uh, and coupled with that, we have uh, the, big, uh, the big guy in, in cloud with uh, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft that is benefiting from AI. Uh, it's, it's something new. You probably heard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ch chat GPT and yeah. all of that. Uh, so the big names will be benefiting from that. Those that created the algorithm, all it. Uh, those that, uh, that uh, provide the cloud services to run these algorithms 
symptoms, but who else will be impacted positively or negatively by by the arrival of AI? Uh, the the most uh, the first one that come in mind is obviously semiconductor because all those cloud provider need semiconductor. You need CPUs, you need GPUs to be able to run those large language model. Uh, so this sector is is really uh, one that is benefiting a lot right now. Uh, you can just look at at Nvidia chart; uh, it's it's really telling. Uh, but other sector is really when you think about uh, networking equipment and everything that is related to building the data center and building the architecture inside the data center, because you will see increased capex from the large guy, and so you will need they will need to buy more equipment to address all the demand that is increasing from. Uh, from this AI push. Okay, so it's just like in the 1990s when uh, internet became widespread and mainstream. Lots of investment in infrastructure, which uh, was uh, a major tailwind for the economy. Let's see if this revolution, which is this is a very important revolution that we're going through now, the economic impact is not clear yet. So we don't know who's going to win. Exactly. So so that's why it's, it's super interesting. So. We know it's a really important moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is how fast will we see adoption? What will be the capex driven behind it? So uh, the future will be interesting to, to follow. It will uh, obviously be an interesting time to follow. Yep. Very cool. Thank you so much, Sebastien. And thank you, Maxim. And to all our listeners, thanks for being there. Once again, if you like this episode, we invite you to share it with your friends or give your opinion on the listening platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Love this podcast? Want to know more about economic news? Follow our In Your Interests podcast, available on all platforms. Visit the economic news page on ia.ca or follow us on social media.